Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bitter Beatdown. I'm Brian, and of course joining me is the With Sam. Yes. Uh, you'll notice the distinct absence here in Tom. Uh, that's because he thought there was better things to do than being on this recording. So, yeah. if you'd like to be Tom's replacement, please do write to us. Yes, please uh, do. We'll be holding auditions next week, and uh, the only requirement is that you look like his passport photo. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we need to be able to get you around, and re- rebranding is an issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam, would you like to open with a question? Uh, yes, I would, Brian. My question this episode... <laughs> I can't say this week, can I? No. <laughs> we don't have a release schedule. <laughs> Our, my question in this episode is, in 2011, the Royal Society of Chemistry in the mm-hmm. United Kingdom announced the UK's cheapest meal. Okay. What is that meal? What constitutes a meal? Certain number of calories or kilojoules? Or... Uh, I think they defined it as something that had a recipe. Okay. Or, I think so. I'm um, not actually sure of their definition, they, uh, but they had the UK's cheapest meal. Some kind of protein mix? No. Like a, a ground up, like... No. No? Okay, th- let's think about this. What is sort of the simplest thing that you could just eat? It's in pretty much every cupboard. Uh, bicarbonate soda. I'm pretty sure that wasn't in my cupboard, but anyway. Uh, I don't know, bread. Good. The correct answer is a toast sandwich. <laughs> How is that the simplest? That requires... Would just a sandwich be simpler? No, because a sandwich requires some sort of filling, whereas this is just another bit of bread in between oh. two bits of bread. So you just toast three slices of toast and eat it, and that counts No, 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 you only toast the one slice. <laughs> oh, okay, toast... <laughs> and then you put it between two bits of bread. Hence a toast sandwich. Yes. And, and they got funding to do this study? I don't know if they got funding, but they did it. That's because I feel like that's like what we'd come out of an episode with. Well, there you go, folks. The best yeah. thing you can make in this kitchen is some toast with some other bread on it. <laughs> yeah. On our... It costs approximately seven and a half pence. What's that in real money? Uh, oh, well, back then it was probably like 15 cents. Okay. But now, you know, it's with the recent drop in the pound, it's probably more like $5.50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we live in Melbourne, so that's still cheap for Yes, food. it is. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a slightly different show for you today compared to the first one. Cause Given our lack of Tom. Yeah, no Tom. So, uh, we're going to do a few more segments, a little bit less of your challenge sort of idea, and then we are hoping you'll come back for our extra episode, uh, where we will hopefully have some audio of me doing dumb stuff in Europe. Yep. Uh, because... We don't just do dumb stuff in Australia. Yeah, we're international. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Tom couldn't be here and I'm disappearing and Sam has an honours degree to do, and then we all decided doing a podcast would be a great thing when we have no time. Yep. Um, but we do now, so let's do a podcast. Let's. So Sam, it's been like a month since we recorded and released the last episode. Yeah. Yes, it has. And uh, in that time, I haven't seen you much. So let's let's do a totally not rip off Hamish and Andy, yeah. and just do a catch up. Okay. So um, I went up to PAX last weekend. Okay. For anyone listening who doesn't know or is not from America or Australia, PAX is the Penny Arcade Expo. It's about computer games, video games, and now it's branching out into board and cards games as well. 
And I was being paid to be there, so I had an exhibitor pass. So I could get in mm. early and stay late and just do whatever I damn well wanted. Uh, except for, you know, the times I was being paid where I could only do one thing. Okay. Um, but that one thing was survey work. So I'd go up to people at the booth and ask them what they thought about it and get them to go through a really long set of pointless questions. Um, which, it's great because you tell people it's short and then watch as they realize it's not. Oh. And then they, like, everybody just sort of knows through, like, a cultural contract that they can't leave midway through it. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you tell them they can, oh. they know they can't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but there's nothing intrusive in it, so you can't really complain. Right. Um, but the funny thing was, so like 80% of people I walk up to, totally fine with answering this survey. Some of them even just had a chat afterwards, like delightful yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, the other like 19% quick to say no, had a legit reason, polite about it, move on. Mm. One guy. <laughs> One guy. One guy. <laughs> I walk up to him. I say, hello, would you like to do this survey for a company um, about the, what you've seen in the booth and what products you like and this sort of thing? And he looks at me. Physically recoils, like re- like repulses from me. Oh, um, and then just turns around and storms off. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's with one of the other guys there, and he just like ditched him. He's like, I cannot handle this. It was like I'd tried to ask him out or something. It's huh. like his chosen religion was surveys, and I was insulting it. <laughs> oh, it was amazing, and I thought I was winning until one of the other survey guys said that he was talking to someone from another booth. And they walked up to a guy in the line to ask them something. Wasn't even a survey, just was asking people in the line. The guy turned around and ran away. <laughs> just, like... Was it the same guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to believe it was. <laughs> like, vast majority of the people there, great people, would yeah. be happy to talk to anyone. Yes. But these two, <laughs> just, like, I cannot handle interacting with people. Good work, you turned up to a room full of, like, 10,000. Yes. It was amazing. But I got to meet um, Graham and Kathleen from Loading Ready Run. Anyone who's listening now that doesn't know what Loading Ready Run is, stop listening to our rubbish podcast and go listen slash watch their actual high quality stuff because they're amazing. All right. I just killed our audience. I guess I'm off then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was awesome. What have you been up to, Sam? Uh, I've been dissecting mops for a week. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Because I... Do research, and I need to collect moths and cut them up. And whenever you ask Sam what he was doing during the week on the weekend, it's always something to do with moths. It's like, what yeah. were you up to last night, Sam? Oh, you know, I had a light on and I was catching moths in yep. adhesive or something, was it? No, you catch them on a sheet and then you put them in a little jar. Yeah. Yep. And then and then you use them for your torturous experiments. Well, they're dead. Yeah. But you then, like, you reanimate them and sort oh. of make them into mm. a giant mothman. Yeah, and- yeah. Herald the destruction of a bridge. Yeah. Really, I was looking for mothballs. And not the kind you find in the cupboard. Right, I was... What's a mothball? Well, you know... The the mothball you find in the cupboard, or the other one? The other one. I mean, they're testicles. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sam, whatever you're into, I'm not judging. (laughs) I need them. Yes! Oh, what do you need the moth genitalia for, Sam? I'm measuring how big they are. (laughs) (laughs) It's still funny. (laughs) Why? I'm measuring to see whether moths with bigger 
testicles. Larger endowed moths. Yes. Have smaller or larger antennae. Right. Yep. Why? Like, why would there be a correlation between those things? Uh, okay, so in theory... So, moths use their antennae to find mates. Right. right? So they sense the pheromones. Yeah. So, in theory, larger or more elaborate antennae should be better at finding a mate. Right. Um, but antennae are expensive, like, energetically and for resources. Okay. So, they'll need... So, if they're going to have bigger ones... Bigger antennae, they'll need to get those resources from somewhere. So theoretically, if um, those antennae help them find a mate, then they won't need as large a testes to get as many right. offspring. Because Whereas they'll... if they have smaller ones, they'll need to get more offspring out of the mates they do find. Right. Okay. So the antennae is like the sports car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear more about Sam's research in his <laughs> new podcast. <laughs> Moths and genitalia for you with Sam. No, it's actually called Moth and Tenny. Do you think they're compensating for something? <laughs> oh, shall we do one of those uh, segments that we occasionally do? Sure. All right, let's do it. All right, Sam. I'd like to say we're going to do something a little bit more highbrow now, but yeah. um, it's not. No. What? I think highbrow is the antithesis of this show. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, again, yeah, Tom's not here. We're assuming he's out um, having lunch or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so we decided that we wanted to call him as a fake radio show and make him answer questions. Yeah. Uh, I made a mistake at the start, though, and to make sure we were calling him when he would actually talk, I called as the show producer. Um, and I did not realize how well he knows my voice. Uh, so before I'd really finished introducing myself, he'd already worked out who it was. So to try and sort of move around that, we have to go and grab someone else to yep. be the voice of, uh, Radio Emerald's The Good Life, yep. which is a real show, just in case you wanted to try and Google it. Yep. Um, we're not sure what that show actually is. No. Nope. I'm sure it's amazing. Yep. Uh, it up. But, uh, he's going to play a game with us called The Vault. Where apparently listeners through the week have been unlocking the numbers for this vault, and he's gonna put them in the correct order and yep. open it and um, win a bunch of prizes. Yeah, uh, that is not a game that the Good Life actually. No, played. no, that's a game that Light FM is playing. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we we've gone and got a third voice. Um, that because we're so well staffed here, that third voice is my dad, who I went and grabbed and dragged yeah. off the couch because um, I, I don't want to suggest that Radio Emerald has a set demographic. But you would imagine it was a older clientele, yeah. shall we say? So, um, let's see how he does, basically. Yeah. Yeah, right, let's do it. Hello, is that Tom? Hello, Tom. It's Kevin here from Radio Emerald's Good Life. I'm sorry you've missed your opportunity to play the vault. You'll be sadly disappointed, but I'm sure you'll get over it. The annoying thing is that may as well have been me, because it goes into text. Oh, right. Yeah. So we know, we know he's there, so we'll just try that again. Uh, and you'll have the text afterwards, just in case it actually works. That'll give it away to him. Um, it won't work, because the final question is a gag. But uh, let's try and get him on the line one more time. 
Hello, Tom. It's Kevin here from Radio Emeralds, The Good Life. You're on the air. Oh, thank you. How are you? Good. I think my producer told you that you've been chosen at random to play The Vault. Okay, so I'm sure you've been listening. Throughout the week, listeners have been unlocking the numbers of the vault and all you've got to do now is get them in order to win a fantastic prize. Do you know the numbers? Pardon? Do you know the numbers? I have absolutely no idea. Okay, well, they you need to get them in order, but they are 1, 8, 9, 7 and 2. You may. I'll do that then. Well, no one's fooling you. That is correct. Correct. So you just now need to answer this subsequent question to win our grand prize. Oh, so actually, you've already won the double movie pass to see Doctor Strange. And if you can answer this question, you'll win a weekend away in the Adelaide foothills. In the what, sorry? The Adelaide foothills. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so here's the question. Have you seen Doctor Strange? What's that, sorry? Sorry, you're breaking up a bit. <laughs> okay, we'll go straight to the question. In... In Marvel's Doctor Strange, what is the name of Stephen Strange's cloak? The, of the cloak? Yes. Ooh. Um, and I've got absolutely no idea. I'll go with Jeff. Jeff is not the right answer. Uh, For future reference, it was the cloak of levitation. Ah, uh, dear idea. I'll just check with my producer as to whether you can go on and... Oh, look, the producer has been very lenient today. He's, he's allowing you to go on for the grandest of prizes. Fantastic. And the question that you need to answer is on the last bitter breakdown... A bitter beatdown episode, what was Brian's meal rated? Yes, and you can suck it. Thank you for playing. <laughs> but for a moment there, did you possibly believe that wasn't us? Uh, no. We brought in a third voice. <laughs> Look, I didn't recognise the voice, but, uh, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ruined the episode and you weren't even here, Tom. Thanks for playing. No, <laughs> See ya. Oh, <laughs> uh, we cannot prank call people who already know us. No, we can't. No, we're terrible at this. No. Uh, for the record, um, that was my dad doing the voice in there, and uh, because we called Tom earlier to try and set that up, so we knew we weren't just calling into a deadline. And uh, I, I was even trying to not use my voice and play it very cool, and he knew instantaneously. So yeah, uh, it didn't go down too well. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. And I got to remind Tom 7 out of 10, which is basically yeah. my objective every time I see him now. Ah, okay. 
So um, you may have picked up by now, listeners, that we don't have one of our sort of big challenges, if you can call it, we did a big challenge uh, for you this episode. We will be jumping back to that structure by episode three, uh, but just the scheduling at the moment, we thought it was better to put out more than nothing. Yep. Uh, so we're going to jump now to a quick break because, believe it or not, we've picked up a couple of sponsors. Yes. And, um, you know, because these the lights don't keep themselves on. Nope. Uh, so we're going to play that and then we'll be back for you after this. Is your house feeling cold this winter? Do you need conversation to fill your awkward Christmas lunches? And come on down to Bob's Padding and Pads Emporium, conveniently located at 123 Cranborough Road, Frankston. Walls, floors, ceilings, and radio, we have all your padding and insulation needs. Bob's Padding and Pads Emporium. If you've got two minutes, we've got the padding. Here at Jensen Analytics, we have received a positive response from 158% of our clients. Our advanced analytics, backed by our state-of-the-art survey farms, means we can answer any market-based research question. Our clients include such high-profile organisations as Telstra, Optus, Time Warner, Comcast, Verizon, Apple, Google, and the National Security Agency. Jensen Analytics, where knowledge is business and your business is ours. All right, Sam. So recently there was a rather major shift, you would say. Um, something rather big happened that we weren't quite expecting to play out, at least around here. We weren't expecting that's how yeah, it would go down. We weren't, we weren't expecting it. Um, I don't know everywhere is talking about it, but I feel like we have to throw in our two cents as well on this. Yeah. Um, because it really is going to create one of those kind of cultural divides that yes, it currently physical, looks like. A physical cultural, cultural divide. divide. Um, and... It's, it's just hard to know how the rest of the world is going to react. Yeah. On, on like, a social level and a financial level. You know, it's, like... Yeah. And on an international relations level, I think. Oh, for sure. Because, like, it's basically just a rearrangement. Yes. But numbers are just going to fall. Yes. And it's, like, it, it almost and seems like laziness to get to where we are yeah. now. But, and yet he's been able to do it anyway. Yeah. And he did. The, the numbers, they just lined up. Yeah, it's just it's just a game to him, really, at this point. Like, yeah. like his actions aren't going to affect anyone. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to understand, on the slightest level, how any of the systems kind of work. No. But he thinks he can just make sweeping statements anyway. Yeah. Um, and, like, maybe it'll play out fine. Maybe it will. Like but we do, we don't know. We don't. It's it's just compared to what anyone else would have done. Yeah. It's really hard to imagine a world where Tom couldn't be asked lining up those numbers in the code. I know. He just picked them and put them straight out. Yeah. He just gave just, the order that he'd already been given. Just I mean, there was no gag in it at all. There was no weird. Didn't didn't put any thought, thought at all. Like. You know, people say, like, oh, Trump becoming president, that's that's a big thing. But that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely We're nothing. We're about the important issues here. Yeah. <laughs> and our important issue is that Tom did not attempt to line up the numbers differently. Ah, uh, I tell you what, if he was here, we'd be having a go at Donald Trump. <laughs> yep. <laughs> probably pass would be going so much worse, probably. Yeah. I, I think. I don't want to, like... Jinx it or anything, but I think mm. causality. Mm. If Tom had bothered to rearrange those numbers, mm. Trump wouldn't be president right now. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll play out fine, but it's Tom, on you, Tom. 
Tom, just just get your act together. Yeah. Do better next time, Tom. Just yeah, when when the next election comes up and we call you with a prank. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just play along. And that's all we have time for this week on the Bitter Beatdown. That's a lie. We have more time. We just have yeah. no content. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the content. We struggled. So, um, yeah, we'll be back to our... Um, you can't even call it regular. Our original yeah. uh, format our level. Our more original than uh, not. Now, hopefully there will be another extra episode like you would have seen for the first one. Uh, this one will be a bit different. It will be mostly new audio. Uh, we're just not quite sure what structure that's going to be. But I'm going to get up to something dumb overseas yeah and we'll um put together some kind of a little it won't even be a blog it'll be just something it'll short something. and comedic yeah. yeah you can listen to it on the train or whatever it is you do um but with that i've been brian that has been sam yes i've been with sam yeah <laughs> tom has been absent and again if you would like to audition to be tom uh the only requirement is that you look and sound like him and let's be honest he's not that unique anyone can really step yeah. into the role Uh, So we'll be back next time with us and someone. Yeah. (laughs) See you later. See you guys.